All right, guys, welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast. Pretty cool episode, uh, episode for you guys today. Um, we have a new uh, way of streaming the podcast. We're now using StreamYard instead of Skype, and it's a, it's a lot less editing for me, so that's pretty cool. Um, and also for the viewers on YouTube, you guys get a better experience. You guys get something that you can actually follow along with more, so that it's a little bit more interactive. You're not just watching two people talk or more talk, two or more people talk, you're actually going to see some share screens, seeing different things featured. Uh, we're going to go through different articles and different things that we're going to pull up so we can actually show some certain things that we're talking about. So that's one of the things that's, that's going to be pretty cool moving forward, especially on the YouTube side. I think it's going to be more interactive. I think you guys will appreciate it more. And we're also going to be, hopefully, be doing more live streams like we did in episode 100, which episode 100 was a great success. We had a lot of people. I think we had over 70 people join in for the live stream, so that was pretty awesome. And thank you to everybody who tuned in for that. That was incredible. And congratulations again to all the winners of the who entered the giveaway. There will be more giveaways coming up soon, so please, guys, make sure you look out for that. Um, you guys can follow me on social media, um, so you guys can you guys can make sure you're paying attention to that, so that uh, you don't miss a giveaway. Some free stuff some, from some awesome companies. Speaking of awesome companies. Uh, huge thank you to Douglas Outdoors for sponsoring this podcast. Today I went out on one of my lakes and uh, was pretty much doing some video game fishing. I was throwing a drop shot looking for deep smallmouth, uh, throwing my, my Douglas X Matrix, the DXS 6103XF, tried and true drop shot rod. was an absolute blast. Uh, so thank you to Douglas for supporting the podcast. Really could not do this without you guys. Um, and also I'd like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. Uh, and that is Queen Tackle. I know I've mentioned them before, as you guys can see on my hat. Uh, Queen Tackle has now officially joined as a podcast sponsor. Uh, if you guys are looking to get some high-quality premium tungsten jigs, tungsten weights, uh, switch blades, which I have explained before, but real quick for you guys, if you want to take the, the blade off of a chatterbait and throw it on any jig head you want, that is a switch blade, and they sell those exclusively. You guys can go over um, to queentackle.com. Down below, you can click the link and use code SEERSANGLER20. I will load that down below on the bottom. Let me actually create a banner here for you guys. I can actually do this with this now. Let me create a banner for you, code SEERSANGLER20. And you guys can go and get yourself 20% off high-quality premium tungsten jigs, weights, switchblades. And they're coming out with a lot of new stuff for 2020 and 2021. I'm really excited about Can't wait to test it out. Um, so super excited that for that. Uh, thank you to Queen Tackle and uh, excited to have them on as a sponsor. So go check them out. But today in today's podcast, getting back to uh, the podcast itself, we're having on, having on Adam Bartusik again. Um, this, I think this is his third, fourth, fifth time uh, we've had Adam on. We're going to get him on to talk about a little bit of his uh, media management recap, Tourney Tuesdays he does with Sam Sobey. And then also we're going to talk about the Northern Swing for the Bassmaster Elite Series because if you guys don't pay attention to his stuff, which you should, go down, link below, follow him so you can. Uh, he has been following around Carl Jacobson, doing a lot of filming with the Elite Series, and uh, it's going to be pretty special to see uh, what these Elite Series guys can do up in the north. And we're, Adam and I are going to talk about it. So it's going to be a blast. I'm excited for it. Without further ado, Mr. Adam Bartusik. see. Oh, we're already live. See, it's already faster than Skype. I already like this a lot more than Skype. It's quick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Adam Bartusik, this is probably, what, your third, fourth, fifth, tenth time on the podcast? 
Uh, yeah, third something or fourth, like maybe something like that. Yeah, it's here's a common a common name that pops up in the uh, yeah. I'm back. New uploads. <laughs> yeah, back. I'm always working. <laughs> What's going on in uh, in your life in recent? I know you, we were talking offline. You fished. Tonka and his madness, but uh, what, what's what's going on in the daily life of Adam Bartusik? Uh, well, for the past basically July, I've been editing. That's virtually what it's been. Like, I thought of it. I think today when I was driving to Minnetonka in the morning, I was like, "Man, like, I haven't gone out and practiced for a derby or fun fest since I had a derby up north at the end of June." Um, like we've had tourney Tuesdays and stuff, but like, I haven't gone out and just fun fished and kind of gone out and like pulled stuff out of my boat to see what's even in there and all that sort of stuff. So I've literally been editing, editing a whole bunch of stuff. Like there's videos everywhere that haven't even gotten posted yet. Um, so I've just been grinding. I still got more stuff to do. Uh, I'm hoping to have it done basically by the end of next week. Yeah. Um, Cause then I got some bigger stuff coming that I need to really focus on. And I kind of want a clean slate for it and yeah. just kind of move on from that other stuff. But it's honestly just been editing, but now for the next two weeks, I got my biggest tournament of the year coming up in about a week from now. So I'm pretty focused on that. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, I'll have another bigger tournament up North. And then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, like, literally, basically, after that big derby, in a week and a half on Monday, I think I have 10 weeks in a row where I'm either fishing a derby, filming a big event, or doing both in the <laughs> same week. So, like... The rest of my summer, I'm going to be gone. Like, nobody's going to hear from me for till the end of September, basically. I'm going to be off the grid. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have to get you on for about the fifth time and talk about it. Do a little recap. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, mid-August, check in to see if I'm alive. <laughs> we'll get a pulse check for Adam. Yeah, pulse check. How much have you slept in the last four weeks, Adam? <laughs> not. I have not. The, the last time we had you on here, I believe, is when you were starting – your Bartusik media management, right? It was when we yeah, peaked, that was, yeah, it was it. beginning of April. Yeah, we were peak COVID. Yeah, because we were talking about we were we we did a wait. This is this might be my fourth time because I think we did a Bassmaster Classic preview. So we did, yeah, we did the we did my first one, and then we did a Bassmaster Classic preview, and then we did like Bartusik media management real quick. Didn't we do a recap or a, or a review? Maybe we did that too. We and we were planning on doing like a recap or review of the classic or like maybe a preview for you follow when it was coming up and then everything got canceled and delayed and we were like, well, mm. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll get you on again. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Beginning of April-ish because that's when I – probably mid-April I was on because that's when I lost my job and decided to – that's yeah. what I was going to do and had to get that, all that figured out. And I'm still figuring it all out right now. So do you, for, so from that point until now, did you expect that you'd be this busy? Did you expect it to be more? Did you expect less? Um, 
I expected to be this busy because I signed myself up for an abundant amount of free work mm -hmm. for people just to get my work out there. Mm -hmm. um, I probably signed up for too much, to be honest, because like right now I'm like, I'm not burnt. It's just like, I'm really like, I have so much on the plate and it's, uh, I'd like to be able to just have a clean slate, look at it and like not start over, but be able to be like, all right, starting from ground zero, I know what I can handle now. And I think that's, uh, I think everybody goes through that when you start a new business or you do something, you're like, I can do this much. And then all of a sudden, like that last Carl video that came out, I think last week, like the day before it came out, I was up until 5.30 a.m. editing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was on like Tuesday this week, I think. I was up till 5.30 a.m. editing it. I went to bed for an hour while it rendered and like exported. And then I went and uploaded it to Dropbox and told Carl like, hey, I think it'll be up at about 11. Like, check it. Let me know what you think. And then I hopped in a car, met up with Chad Smith, <laughs> went to go see his new boat and filmed him get his new boat. And like, I still have to edit that video. Yeah. But yeah, and then I fished a Tuesday nighter, like Attorney <laughs> Tuesday that, yeah, that night. So, like, that's kind of what my life has been like. Um, and like I said, I'd like to get a better balance of uh, just being able, you know, I know I'm going to work 50, 60-hour weeks. And with tourney fishing involved in the summer, like, I'm going to work a ton and mm -hmm. because I want to fish tourneys. Um but I just need to do a little better job of not completely overloading myself. Yeah, that I mean, that comes with the territory, right? You're doing something. I mean, not completely new, but the fact that you're doing this full time is pretty is is new to you. So it's with that comes adjustments and learning, and then obviously, you know, scheduling and time management seems to be the biggest not a struggle, but the biggest obstacle that you're you're undertaking right now. Yeah, and time management I've found is like I'm I'm very good at time management for the most part, but what's been difficult for me is uh my whole editing when I used to edit videos back in the day, I always edited from like six PM until two or three AM. When I like learned to edit, that's how I did. That was my time frame. So when I started this, it was like, All right, like I'll just start editing at eight. And me and Sobe were talking about this the other day, like I cannot for the life of me edit a video from 8 a.m. to 2 2 p.m. Like I can't get into it. I can't do like I've Not tried enough. like there's just no creative juices flowing or anything. Mm -hmm. But like I'll sit down at 6, 7 p.m. and like start f messing with it. And then all of a sudden it's like 2 a.m. and I'm halfway through and I'm like, all right, like I know what's going on now. So mm -hmm. what's difficult with that is when you have roommates because like. Uh, they're all at work during the day, you know? So like yeah. I have to edit here and they get home right when my creative juices start going. So if they want to play call of duty or they want to go get a beer, they want to go do something. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen you guys all day. Let's go do it. Yeah. Well then I push myself back. So that's kind of a thing I'm having to learn kind of to self-discipline and be like, well, I can't do that tonight. You know, I need to edit or I just need to get better at, uh, optimizing my editing time because like i can edit it in the morning mm -hmm. if i start a video at night i just can't start a fresh one in the morning like it's been i've tried and it's just a disaster i don't know why hmm. i haven't talked to, i think sam Moore edits a lot in the morning i haven't really talked to him about it i think jay edits a decent amount at night too i haven't talked to the other guys but 
just feel I need to kind of talk to them and feel out what they do for the time management of it. And I think it just comes down to your personal preference, but that's yeah. been the biggest battle for me by far is that. So that's where I'd really like to get some social media clients mm -hmm. because then in the morning I can at least be productive uh, okay. in like, you know, my time scheduling that or like I can edit pictures in the morning. I have no problem with that. I can get that done. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, I need, you know, all my workload right now is editing video. So that's what makes it hard because it's so time consuming. Like that first Carl video, I think it took me like 30, 40 hours to edit. It was a lot. Dang. Yeah, it is a lot. Have you tried like, I don't know if you're a coffee guy, but like not only coffee, but maybe like a, a 15, 20 minute run just to kind of get the juices flowing. Maybe that'll kind of spark. Yeah. And that's, that's what I did do for a little bit. And it, it did help was I, I'm normally an afternoon workout guy. Mm -hmm. I normally like working out when I'm done with work at like three or four. That's what I used to do. Mm -hmm. And what I started to do and it kind of got derailed, but I'm going to try to get back to it once I'm back at home in the next few weeks is uh, I would wake up, have coffee and like do my social media tasks I needed to do, like uploading random things to YouTube, Dropbox, editing pictures, stuff like that in the morning. And then once I was done with that at like 10 a.m., I would go work out. Mm -hmm. um, work out till like, you know, 11, 11 30, come back, shower, eat. And then like, I'd sit down at 1230 and it was like, boom, ready to go. So that helped a lot. And I think that's going to be a key fact of how I'm going to be able to be more productive is kind of splitting up the day like that, I think yeah. will be helpful and yeah. allow me to actually get out and go fun fish later in the day too, or even go fun fish in the morning and get home and at it. Cause yeah. that's what I'm going to have to do this week. Cause I, I have to practice for this Derby. It's a big payout and the money would be great. And it's on a lake I love and I've done well on. So, yeah, yeah. No, I think money for everybody is a, it's kind of on that, on the, the priority list right now. And yeah. And right now, especially. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've jumped into a bunch of tournaments and I've signed up recently for the same reason, just because I haven't heard anything from jobs. I've applied everywhere and I'm like, you know what, with this under unemployment money coming my way, I'll, I'll pay off the student loans. Like I'll have it designated because thankfully I'm not paying it right now. Yeah. That's honestly the greatest thing that happened was that federal and private loans got postponed to like November because yeah. oh, dude if I had to pay student loans right now like I'd probably be dead in a ditch like I, I literally wouldn't be able to yeah I, I pretty much just put money away for the next 10 to 12 months for each month and then that money left over obviously I saved a bunch but I took some and I just I just registered for a bunch of attorneys and I figured you know if I'm not making money with a job right now I might as well try to win some money so yeah yeah only, I uh, wish I could have saved some some of my unemployment. I had to buy so much freaking camera gear and stuff. Like I had all this money in my account. I was like, oh my god, this unemployment's unbelievable. And then I was like, well, I have to buy camera gear, and yeah, all of yeah. a sudden you're at zero. Yeah, and gone. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. fast. Jesus, man, dude, talk to me about these Turny Tuesdays. Seems like it's been going pretty decent for you guys. Yeah, it's been going. Uh, I'd say all right. Um, not as good as last year so far. Yeah. Um, there's a couple new guys in the league who are pretty good. Um, Paul's on a rampage. He's winning like every event. Um, 
So, like, I don't even think we can catch them in team of the year standings right now, to be honest. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's possible. I think we'd have to win out. And he'd have to take, like, third or fourth in all of them, which is just not going to happen. Like, Paul's a local hammer. Like, he, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And somehow he always has, like, the second to fourth boat draw. It's unbelievable. And he always gets one of the top three spots. It's just Seriously, Yeah, and it's just, like, random boat draw. So, it's it's just a pain. But – no excuses. I mean, we've we've done all right. I mean, we really bombed two of our first three. Uh, one of them was on a lake like I love, and I consider it like my home lake. It's the worst event I've ever had on it. I didn't weigh a limit. I've never not weighed a limit there. But, like, with COVID, that lake got absolutely piss hammered mm-hmm. for, like, a month. And all the fish, like, every fish I caught had hook marks in it. So, like, I felt bad. I legitimately felt bad for the fish I was catching. Um, So, it that one was tough. But other than that, like, we've been finishing, like, I think, like, fourth to sixth. We've been pretty consistent. Uh, Sobe always gets lit up pretty hardcore in the YouTube comments for not posting where we finish. But we don't know where we finish until, like, the next day. When they post their results, other than like if they're top three, you know, you get cash at the end of the night. But when you're like fourth to six, you don't know until they post their results the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of tough. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I find that comment section just kind of funny. Yeah. But the second half of the season, Sam and I were talking the other day, is like our bread and butter. Like, we were like, man, why have we been doing poor this year? And then we looked at it and we're like, oh, we fished like the six lakes we don't like. <laughs> like that's yeah. literally what it's been. We've just been treading water. Uh, and we could, we're lucky to get a win on one lake that uh, our leagues never fished and we had never fished open water. Um, so we got a win there, which was huge. But the rest of the season, we've got a lake. We've got one on a lake that Sobeys. Sobey's won two or three times on. I've never fished a derby on it, but, like, I beat the living crap out of them on it. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, Deep Rock Lake, which is, it's like, what Sobey and I love to do. We're really good at it. Um, And then we have our home lake, which, like, really jacked for that one. Um, That should go, well, depends how hot this summer stays. Um. But it, it should go well just because we've fished it so much. But then, like, we got – we just have so many lakes that fish well mm-hmm. to the way we like to fish. And, like, we're really bad in June, and uh, yeah. we're much better in July and August. So it kind of um, pans out better for us. So we're looking at the the rest of them. We're, like, swinging for the fences pretty hardcore. The last few, it's been, like, get five and just try to survive. Yeah, so he's gonna have that mag draft in his hands the whole time. <laughs> not quite, not out on these lakes, but there there will be certain baits that'll get blurred out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Do you do you? I'm sure you guys probably do in the comments. But do you guys get crap for not mentioning what lakes you're at? Uh not really. No. Really? Uh, well, the thing is, a lot of people that are local know what lake we're on. Um, mm-hmm. when the video's posted. One of the things that kind of stinks is when we go back, we'll see people on stuff. Um, but, like, it comes down to you have to catch them. So, And that's where, like, 
Sam does a pretty good job of like showing people what catches a lot of fish, but like if you watch the videos from last year, like I'll catch a kicker and like no bait shown. <laughs> like certain yeah. things like that. Like we try to you have to be open and honest because we want everyone to learn something and have a good time learning it. But like at the same time, our whole league watches Tourney Tuesdays. Like that oh, legitimately yeah. happens now. That's so sick. like <laughs> whenever we get there, they talk to us about the week before. So like they know where we've caught our fish. Everybody knows. So like any spot we've had in our league is gone. No, there's no secrets. Everybody knows where we catch our fish. Like that's out the window. So now it comes down to like, we have to catch them better than them. And now it used like last year, nobody really practiced. Like a guy might go out for like two hours after work real quick, but like guys are practicing for like a day or two now. And I think it's because of the YouTube videos. People want to beat Sobe and I. So it, uh, that's funny. <laughs> Sam and I were talking about it. We're like, dude, we got to start practicing. Cause like, we're just picking bad starting spots. That's legitimately what it comes down to. We're starting on spots. We're not catching a fish. And then we try to go to other spots that are getting crushed already and kind of have to finagle our way to a good limit. Yeah, I heard that. And that's kind of tricky. I've kind of run into that couple – not at the magnitude that I'm sure Sobe's used to and you're used to. Um, but I, I have run into that on my home – my former home lake. And it's come to the point where a few months back, you know, I, I used to – mention where I was I would fish lake wise yeah. and I would not do a great job at blurring out but I was like I'm only like you know a few months back I was only two three hundred subscribers not even so I was like who cares this is just getting notoriety yeah. deal until I got a text message from one of the videos that I had posted from a buddy saying hey you can't be putting that stuff out there like you're you're blowing it up sort of deal and at first, I was kind of annoyed by it. It's like, you know, if I'm working hard for this stuff, I'm going to put out what I want. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's like I also have to respect that what he's saying. It's like if I'm also working hard for this stuff, I also got to work hard to protect it. You know, yeah. I there's a middle ground of where if I want to share what I'm, I want to put out, I got to do it in a way where I can still be educational and entertaining, but also protect what I've worked for. Yeah, and that's what's like – I guess what's different from like, say when I filmed with Carl and we we're at Ufala mm -hmm. and what's different for when Sobe and I film around home is when I'm with Carl at Ufala, he's there for one event. Like he doesn't know when he's going to go back or anything. So yeah. he can spill all the beans in his video, him, Brandon, you know, all those guys who make those videos, they can spill it all, tell exactly what they're doing, whatever, get all the views. Cause it doesn't matter to them. They don't, they don't know when they'll be back. It doesn't matter. Yeah when you're filming at home and say you're you know, a guy who finishes towards the top, you got to be careful because your main audience is also your local audience. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, you want them to watch and like gain that knowledge. But at the same time, like you're going to give up everything that you've worked so hard for. And uh, we've seen it happen. I mean, both him and I have seen it happen on certain things. Um, there's certain lakes we go to that like, like, there are lakes Sam and I legitimately go fish that we don't tell anyone we're there. Like, anyone. Yeah. Just each other. It's like, hey, I'm heading here today. I'll let you know how I do. And then it's like, hey, I, you know, like, those, like, Sam is legitimately the only person who knows where I caught those two 26-plus-pound bags this spring. Yeah. And that's because, like, 
if it were to ever get out, those lakes are throttled. They're oh, done. I bet, yeah. It's game over. That was the one with Chad, right? Chad? Yeah, Chad Chad knows the one. Yeah. I was gonna say Chad knows one of them. He doesn't even know the name of it though. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I was like, I'm not telling you the name. Like, he gone, like just blindfold on the way. No, he like, but Chad's super respectful. Like he's been in the back yeah, of the yeah. boiler doing all that sort of life forever. So I trust him with a lot of that. And yeah, Chad and I trust each other a lot. So he he knows one of them. But uh, like he even said, he's like, I'm never gonna go back without you. It's like yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I hope. But and that's where you have to be careful. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of all those things, man. And there's lakes like we've gone to where we're like, no one will know where we are. And then in the comments section, someone will be like, Oh man, my cabin's on that lake, that lake rocks. And then like, you'll see 50 comments underneath it. Where were they? Where were they? And you just thinking to yourself, Oh my God, did they, how many people slid in this guy's DMS and did anything get out or whatever? And then you show up there and there's someone sitting on the rock pile or whatever. And you're like, well, okay, that's done. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but. It's it's fun at the same time do too though because it keeps you pushing to find new bites like that yeah. that was the best thing about the one series last year was uh like I f- we found at least ten to fifteen new lakes that like I don't think a bass boat's dumped in them in ten years like Jeez. if like we were the only bass boat out there yeah like I just see a couple pan fishermen. <laughs> That's it. Maybe a duck boat. Yeah. Nobody else. And they just see you in a bass boat. They're like, what's this guy doing here? And you're just hooting and hollering and laughing because just giants everywhere. Yeah, and they're st- probably stupid, too. <laughs> yeah, yourself. and they're pretty dumb. Which, yeah. well, uh, yeah, yes and no. Like, yeah. the first lake where I caught 26 pounds on, like, I I still don't know if they're dumb there or not. Like, they're... That's like where I caught my PB in that first video. Like I've spent a decent amount of time on that lake now. I feel like I know it pretty well. Um, I do think I'll like drop a little teaser. I think Sylvie and I are going to try to go down there this summer and try to break a dirty 30. Cause I think, I think we can do it. Um, I wanted to do it this spring. I'd never got the chance to go back down there because I had 26 pounds with a three nine and I dumped another six plus. So, like, I had, like, a 29-ish pound bag there for the taking. Like, I dumped one that I think was bigger than my PB. It was really big. <laughs> um, so, they're there, but, yeah, it's just uh, it's hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. It's, a, it's become a weird line recently. Not, not really recently, but of kind of, you know, there's probably two – maybe not even three people that I will share info to an extent with and trust that it's not going to move past yeah. that conversation, you know, cause it's, it, but it also, it, it, it can be difficult because you see at the same point in time, while you're trying to protect what you worked for, there's certain people who are newer to the sport who you're trying to help and yep. you're trying to kind of, you don't want to give them, you don't want to give up any crazy information, but you're also trying to help them learn how to fish. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's kind of an interesting topic when you kind of go down that rabbit hole, just because a lot of people are secretive, but they also don't want to come off as a D bag and they want to help you. But at the end of the day, like they worked hard for what they found. It's, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing. Like I remember I posted a video and 
I caught my PB smallmouth and guys were, I had blurred out the background because I had found an area, an offshore area. And, you know, if you knew where I, what body of water I was or where, if you'd seen the background, you probably could take the time to graph and find it. Yeah. After I put in that time on a freaking kayak to find that offshore stuff, you know, I, I'm bundled up in four layers in 30 degrees graphing. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's tough. And people are like, why are you blurring that out? And it's like, uh, I just trying to protect what I, you know, I worked for. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, and there's uh, certain levels too of like, I, it's all networking, like so much of bass fishing networking or just fishing the outdoor community in general, mm-hmm. but there's certain levels to it and it happens everywhere. Um, like on the elites, like I've seen it, it happens FLW, like it happens everywhere. There's the level of like, you don't tell anyone shit. Like you just talk, you're cordial, you're friends, but like, I don't tell you mm-hmm. anything because you're not a part of like my network group or whatever. Yeah. And then there's like the level of, I will tell you, like, I'm catching them doing this, but, like, I'm not giving you really everything, but, like, you're my buddy, and I'm, like, trying to help you out. Yeah. Like, we're on the lake, and it's, like, I'm flipping, and I'm catching them in 8 to 12 feet in milfoil clumps, and I'll be, like, dude, you need to pick up a flipping stick and look for milfoil. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, like, what you say. And they're, like, okay. You know, and they, they don't really ask more. They're just, like, okay, I'll go look for that. Yeah, that happens at all levels. But then, like, everybody has, like, their two or three guys where it's, like, I will tell you everything. And yeah. that's where, like, Sobe is that, you know, basically for me. Um, the other thing is he doesn't fish a lot of tournaments around the state. So, like, I don't really have to worry about it around the state. Uh, him and my stuff comes down to more local. Like, we know everything about each other's stuff locally. And then where we go fish giants. And you need that network when you're looking for giants because it's hard to find the lakes that actually have the caliber that you're looking for. Mm. But then, like, tournament-wise, like, for this one on Minnetonka I have coming up, like, I have my network group of, like, there are two people that know everywhere I fish out there. And, like, me and one of them, uh, he's also named Adam. Adam and I fish um, a couple tournaments out there a year together in the spring, but like we never fish together in the summer. Cause he fishes a different circuit with a different guy out there. Yeah. Like, so like our relationship in the spring is we tell each other everything because obviously we're fishing together. So like his tournament partner also hears everything I'm telling him in the spring. But then once it hits like June 15th to 20, 30th, it kind of goes back to the, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing, but like, I can't tell you the exact spot. I know you're not going to fish it, but I need to beat you. And I know you're going to figure it out if I tell it to you. So that's kind of where that is. But like for this event, like I have like me and my buddy, Matt Waldron, like we're on the phone like three times today. Like, this is what I found. This is what we're doing because we're team partners. But then like I talked to Adam a few times, like called me saying like, what's going on out there. I was like, this is kind of what I ran into, you know, caught some doing this, caught some doing that. But nothing great. And, uh, you know, there's just different levels to it all. Then I have like my state team trail partner in Hayden yeah. and, uh, Hayden knows my Tonka stuff. Cause we have Tonka tournaments together and he's fishing this tournament coming up, but like he knows. And he told me, he's like, I'm not going to fish any of your stuff. He's like, I'm not even going to go to that end of the lake. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to leave it all alone. It's all yours. I'm just going to look for new stuff. And then maybe I find stuff for us for, we have a tourney there later this year together. So he's like, maybe I'll find stuff for us later in the year. I was like, dude, awesome. Like, I don't care. I mean, 
I probably wouldn't really care if he fished it anyways mm-hmm. in our derby because most of it's trash right now. Anyways, <laughs> just went and checked it. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of that respect level and trust you have to have for each other. Yeah. Respect and communication is pretty much what it boils down to. And I think the biggest thing is communication. Like, you can't feel bad. Like, like I had to do it with, like, I used to fish uh, tournaments up here with Aaron, who I'm going to fish the Alabama Bass Trail with. Mm-hmm. And, like, Aaron and I haven't fished tournaments around uh, the state or whatever together the past two years. So, like, mm-hmm. him and I had to have the combo of, like, like, and I had to bring it up of, hey, man, like, this is going to be an awkward conversation, but we have to have it. But, like, you know what shit is mine. I know what shit is yours. We have to respect it on whatever lakes we go to. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm Minnetonka. Like, he'll call me and be like, hey, you know, I, I practice this, and I know they're there. I know it's your stuff. Or are you going to hit it? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to hit it. But you could, like, and I'll tell him, like, I'm going to hit it, but you could, after 11 o'clock, it's free game. And that's normally how we do it. Say, like, if I don't hit it before 11, go for it. But I'll normally hit it before 11. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so you, like, you get the shot at it, but then it's still free, you know. Yeah. It's just you have to have the conversation. Sometimes it's no, don't touch it, it's mine. Or if you guys are good buddies like Aaron and I are, I tell them, you can hit it, just don't yeah. hit it before this certain time. And normally it depends who they're fishing with, too, like, you know, I can like the guy, but I can be like, hey, we're hard for that. I just don't want him to see it. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I had that in recent. I I fished a, a kayak tournament. I did pretty – I didn't do terrible, but I did pretty crappy for my own standards. Got 13th out of 64. Yeah. Basically, um, Andrew Full, who was one of the, the co-hosts for that uh, the live broadcast for episode 100, uh, he's one of the guys that him and I share info with each other. Yeah. And uh, basically, we were talking because he fished that same day in a boat tournament, the same body of water, same body restrictions as the kayak tournament. So we weren't competing against each other, but we were obviously fishing the same body of water. Yeah. And basically, we told each other the plans, and we're like, "Oh, so we're literally doing the exact same thing." Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about practice at all. Like we didn't tell each other what happened in practice because two different trails, you know, five fish, five biggest fish versus three longest fish. It's kind of a different strategy. Yeah. But basically, boil down to the same area. So we just like, all right, you know, I'm gonna be my turn starts 30 minutes before yours, free reign. But once he gets there, you know, obviously we'll keep each other's space. But I'll work this side, you work that side. Yeah. It, it ended up being like we found schoolers, and it was just free reign. Like they were everywhere, so we didn't even care. At one point, we were 10 feet away from each other, casting opposite directions, just shooting. Yeah. So it's, but like you said, yeah, it's communication. That's yeah. Know, yeah and a lot of times too like with aaron or whatever like i'll I'll have them come into a spot like if they're lit up and i'm catching them and it's like dude get in here like you can catch them too especially if they're struggling be like dude come in and get five and get out yeah i'll come in grab five and be like dude thank you and they'll leave you know and they do that on the elite series too man like it happens guys wave each other in and they're like dude get your five and get out like you saw it with ott when ott won uh in lacrosse I don't. I don't think I watched that one. What, what happened? Well, swindle, swindle. Like final day, Seth took the lead. Yeah. And then uh, that's why I remember it because I thought Seth was going to win. And then Otts was spiraling out of control because his spillway ran out of fish. Yeah. And uh, he ran into Swindle when he was spiraling, and Swindle was like, he was like, "Yeah, dude, I only have one." And Swindle was like, "Oh, dude, go up around that corner." 
up on that riprap wall just cast there he's like you'll get a limit he's like i just beat the beat the piss out of him it's like a bunch of two pounders there but it's better than nothing mm-hmm. and i went up there and got a limit and just leveled out and was able and then he went and won but mm-hmm. like you know if your buddies and stuff like that like yeah like we said it's all about trust it works yeah makes sense yeah that, that that's bitten me before where uh i was leading all day for a tournament and uh pretty much a, a conversation with a, with a friend and he's like, I, I don't, I don't have a limit yet. And basically what happened was he had two good fish for a three fish tournament, invited him on to my spot to share water. And he basically caught a bigger fish than what I had. And he beat me out by like half an inch. Oh, so dang. It hit me before it happens. Yeah. Uh, it's it it's the right of, thing to do. In my yeah, opinion. It of, yeah. Exactly. It's one of those cases where it's like, Easier buddy, but also the same point in time, like the dude got second and third all year long. It was one of the last tournaments, so he deserved to win. So I wasn't even mm-hmm. mad about it. But I'm just saying, it was more one of those moments where you're like, you just made fun of him for the next couple months just because you're like, hey, you remember that time when I helped you out? And just- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's normally yeah. just buy me a beer later. Call yeah. it good. <laughs> exactly. But, but, dude, speaking of – Pretty much what this what this episode's titled. Yeah, you know, we, we came here to talk about the elite series. Uh, that's one of the reasons you wanted to come on here. Yeah, they're I'm back. Pumped that they're still able to come. And uh, good buddy of mine, Destin Marion, just got the good news. I saw a bunch of guys post with the good news um, of their their negative. I should say their negative results. Yeah. Um, yeah so, hopefully it happens for everyone. I'm scared it's going to happen to one, and that's going to suck. But. Sorry for yeah one even one negative is gonna hurt everybody really one positive but yes oh right sorry yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah we're on the same page but yeah. yes they get a fish in New York and uh, it's gonna be friggin' awesome I'm very excited the first one is St Lawrence right yes sir and they moved it down to Clayton which means that Lake Ontario is free reign yeah dude they opened up Ontario and I believe they can go to Canada so like what I was gonna say is unless your last name isn't Johnston fighter Felix Palinick and maybe Gustafson probably like I I believe in Gussie but like I I got like you got the Johnston's you got fighter, you got Austin Felix from Minnesota. Not a lot of guys know him, but like, trust me, Austin Felix will be there. And then you got BP. And if you don't have them like bet on to win, like I don't care how good of other smallmouth anglers are like, it's going to be one of that. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a Johnston to be honest. They had, is it saying here that Canada was open? Well, they can go to Ontario. That's the biggest thing. But I believe they can go into Canada as well. Can I wonder if it's? I don't. I don't know if that's correct. Hundred percent. Because but. I know that the Canadian rule has been super strict. Um, it's literally like guys out in Erie said that you know that coast and on the river that border, uh, where the waters like border each other, mm-hmm. there's border patrol and coast guard lined, and they're stopping anybody who goes across it. So yeah, that, I guess I don't know. I think maybe the, I think they could get away. I don't see why they couldn't get away with it, especially if they know it's a it's a professional sporting event and it's not somebody that's taking a boat across the border. Not, yeah. you know, not doing something. Well, either stupid. way, if they can go to Canada or not, the main thing is they can fish Lake Ontario, and the fact that they can get out of current, like main river current, that yeah. is where like your fighter Palinek 
and Felix will like go from, you know, being like, like I think fighters been top 12 there almost every time or top 20, but like, he's going to go from being that 20 mark to like that top five mark because like those great lake smallies, like you saw him out on St. Clair, he found something like a spot. Nobody finds spots on St. Clair. Yeah. So like, that's where, you know, the great lake part of it comes into, um, you see my horrible percentage. Ooh, yeah, mine's better than that. Let's see. But, I actually haven't made my roster for this one yet because I still had this. I'm giving away all the all the goods here. <laughs> this is what I had for uh, Cayuga, they must have transferred it over. Yeah, probably. This could be kind of cool. Let's go. Yeah, we can go through the fantasy fishing part of it. Yeah, I think I think bucket one or yeah, it's, I think Did it's going to be interesting. I do know that. I don't have it up, but I could bring it up. I'm trying to read yours. Let me see if I can bring this up. No, I can't. Is this is it this easier? Can you see my screen at all? I can see it, not super well, but I can see it decent. Let's see. I can also bring it up on mine. Just give me a sec. Yeah, yeah if you're up for it. I'm trying to see, and in Chad Pipkins is probably the only one in Group A that I could see. A lot of these guys are all Southern boys. I mean, there's Jamie Hartman, but I don't know his I got to look at Bucket A quick. I'm getting there. I need to set mine, too. I'm in 92.8. Jesus. Yeah. I'm still in the green, all right? I'm still still a passing grade. All right. (laughs) Um... Yeah, everybody's south except for Hartman and So the the only one in here I would really pick is to be honest, well you got Pipkins, which would be a good pick, but um honestly I go with Lehu because Lehu was in the top five last year. He battled it out with Chris Johnston for a while. Really? I don't know if he finished in the top five, but he was up there for a while. So he had a good year out there last year, so I might go with him. I don't really like anyone in bucket A, to be completely honest. Let's see, view all tournament stats. This might be where I go with my uh, – where I, what I told Ronnie Moore. You just pick a guy who always catches fish, and that's Drew Cook. I picked him, like, every event ever, and it always works. You got 19th St. Lawrence River. That's what Lehu had last year? Yeah. Isn't bad. Yeah, I'll probably go Lehu. Just based off last year. There's nothing fun to talk about in Group A, to be honest. We can go to Group B. I'll trust it. <laughs> I'll do the uh, the phone a friend. Let's see, we got Group here. B isn't even that good. Oh, my God. That means the ending groups are going to be a disaster because it's going to have all those guys in it. I thought Ronnie told me that, like, Zaldane, Fighter, Felix, Palinek were all in the same group. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to go Mueller, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, but I'll also go with Paul because Paul is so good with his electronics and he can go to Ontario, which will be big for him. And then, uh, group C. All right. So this is where it gets interesting. You got Seth, you got, you got Gussie, you got, you got BP, then you got Felix. Don't don't count out Shryock just because his eerie experience. 
I'm yeah. I'm just sorry. Like I'm gonna count Triac out because I just it's amongst it, the work he's competing against. Yes. Yeah, like in this group. Yeah, like I won't, I'm not saying I'll select him, but for him having a decent finish, I think he. I think a lot. Yeah, a lot of people are going to go for Zeldane here, and that's obvious. Like, Zeldane's had been so good since the Elite kind of split. But, like, I just think those Great Lakes smallmouth and the fact, like like I said, they can fish Ontario. They can fish spots, not drifts. And, like, where Zeldane would be really good, I think, is in those drifts with that swim bait and stuff. Whereas, like, the fighter – like, dude, fighter is such a good smallmouth fisherman. It's unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. dude, speak smallmouth. So he thirty eight percent, and like, I would still debate taking him, which is outrageously high percentage. Yeah, but at only fourteen point four, I can't believe people don't remember Brandon Polnick won in Lake Ontario the first time they went there. Yeah. He ran 100 miles a day. That was after he got DQ'd at the Mississippi River so he could make the Classic. Hmm. So, like, BP is huge there because, like, he almost had a century bag out of Ontario. Yeah. So, like, that's huge. And then Austin Felix, I'll just preach on the homeboy from Minnesota. Like, Austin Felix is legitimately one of the best sight fishermen probably in the world especially when it comes to smallmouth fishing, like smallmouth specifically. And he's a really good smallmouth fisherman in general. Like, and I know for a fact last year, he spent a lot of time out on Ontario just for fun. Just for fun. Hmm. So like he is a very good pick if you want to get away from the crowd. But like, I just don't want to jinx Seth. So I'm not going to take Seth. So I'll take BP here. Especially with such a low percentage, like fourteen point four seems like nothing. I might go the underdog, Gussie. Gussie's a good one too. Gussie will do well. Gussie always finishes really well at Sturgeon Bay as well. Uh, actually, he might have. Yeah, he's fished out there a couple times for the Open, and he's done pretty well. I'm gonna go with the underdog. I'm going go BP, there. but yeah, like like I said, I. The winners of this event, I believe, is either going to be Fighter, one of the Johnstons, BP, or Felix. I think that's a solid bet, for sure. I, I'm weird. I don't like going with the, the popular vote. Yeah. Even though Seth is, like you said, a really good choice to win it, that like that percentage right there kind of draws it's me away. So scary. And it's going to get worse now because guess who you got separate from each other in D&E? Let's see. Oh, uh, the Johnston brothers? Yeah, you can go both Johnston brothers, which, in my opinion, you're stupid not to. 49%. Take them. I'm taking them. Like, legitimately taking them. Just because, like, you have to understand how much money those guys have won on that body of water. He just fished. I think Chris just fished the Canadian Open up there, and I think him and Corey took second and third. They didn't win it. But I remember seeing Chris's weights on his Instagram, and the first day he had 18 and a half, and the second day he had 27, like 27, 8. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, they're outrageous. Were, I don't know if we spoke about this, but Douglas, Douglas has their big money opens. Yeah. Um, did I ever discuss with you what won the St. Lawrence River 
opening weekend? No. 31 pounds. Jeez. Dirty 30. <laughs> oh, my God. We might see a dirty 30 out of Ontario this week, dude. Like I wouldn't be surprised. No. Best fishermen yeah. in the world out there, like, like I've talked to my buddies, and they're like, dude, we might actually see a seven or eight pound smallmouth weight. Like, Ontario is legendary. Like, when it's been cut off, like, the St. Lawrence is incredible, and everyone's always excited to watch it, and it's massive bags. The people don't understand the best part of up there is Ontario. And now they get to fish it, and they don't have to run there. Like, they're right there. Yeah. Man. So yeah, I just yeah, take the Johnstons, and that's end of discussion for me. Like I, I you can't go against them. It's yeah. just like the biggest home field advantage there is. It's a new, like new body of water that they've won crazy amounts of money on, and they're also like everybody has said the two best smallmouth fishermen in the world. Like it, you have to take it. <laughs> if you well, lose out on one of the others, like I hope one of those guys in D and E beats them, but like. If you're going gambling on it, like, yeah, you have to. I'm a you game. know they're going to make the final day. That's what it is. Like, they're not going to not make the cut. I see that, and then I look at my – my. I like to take the underdogs, and I look down at my, at my dudes, Garrett Paquette and Destin Marion, who lives on Erie, lives on St. Clair. Yeah. You can go for it, man. I'm, I'm I like, just go against the majority. I don't know. Go for it. I'm just <laughs> looking at – I. Johnston's and I can't go against them. They're gonna, so good out there. I'm going to state right now that I want to go with the Johnston's. That Johnston is the right pick. But just you want the back. record to show that you know the Johnston's are the right pick. You yeah. just don't want to follow the, the crowd. Show, but I'm going against the majority on purpose. I'm yeah. going to do Garrett Paquette. Sorry, Destin, if you're if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, e, Mr. Bob Downey. Is Downey out there? I didn't even – he's Downey, got a good percentage. Yeah, 7.7. 7. He's never been out there, but I don't think he has anyways. But Northern Boy. I was going to say, Northern Boy. He's actually got one uh, – he's in the – I believe he's – I think he's still in the top five for the most views for podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's still in the top five. Nice. He's got over like 250 from the just the YouTube, which huh. I think is the, the, the most views for a – podcast that i have through youtube huh that's sweet yeah yeah bob bob's a good guy and a northern guy and that's what's crazy is when these guys get up north it's crazy how like they get to a smallmouth body and it's like i don't some of those southern guys just can't adjust to it but like i think the same thing i go down south and i suck so like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the exact same way but you got to pick those smallmouth guys the guys who get them if you, if you get how they move and you get how to catch them and you're confident, the biggest thing is confidence that you're going to catch them Yeah, and knowing that they're going to leave. Man, I want to just do the Johnson, but I also just want to go Bob. <laughs> Johnson. I want Johnson, bros. I'm, 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 I'm aboard the train. I will go with E. I will go with the majority for group E. No offense what? to Corey, but we're going with Chris. Yeah, well, he almost well he almost won it last year, but that's because Corey's had all that boat trouble and then was late and all that mm. deal. Let's see, um, so what do you you live out there? So you see the weights more out there. What do you actually think it's going to take for four days? So, 
with Ontario yeah, in play because yeah, like everybody's like, oh, maybe a hundred pounds at the St. Lawrence, but it's like, ah, we know it's going to be about ninety. So, so here's my thing because we don't actually have, unless you're fishing out of the river, there is not a Lake Ontario tournament that's scheduled. So what will happen is these trails will schedule a bay. So say like uh, Sodas Bay is probably the most popular, or they'll do uh, Shamont Bay. Yeah. Guys can fish the bay or they can choose to go out. If if regulations allow you, they can go out into the main lake. Mm -hmm. That is the only time you see that happen. Usually when you see that happen, you see guys drop at least 25 pounds. So with that being said, if, if given what let's, let's pull up the weather. Let's pull up the weather for Let's, yeah, uh, that'll be huge because if it's windy, it's not going to be that good. Not only that, but if they if it's windy enough where they can get out there and that wind switches, those smallmouth are most likely going to be gone after that day one. Those fish yeah. are so wind sensitive. It's ridiculous. Oswego, New York. That's kind of a general area. Let's see. So that's uh, Illinois. And then, yeah, Oswego, New York. I like this. I like this. Um, the stream yard. I can do this whole thing with the the share screen. Yeah, yeah, it's slick. Let's see. Yeah, what do you got for ten day? Let's see. So we got northwest at eleven, which is probably the worst. A northwest or a west is the worst wind you can have on Ontario, especially if you're fishing out of the river. Yeah, because you're going to hit the lake, and it's going to be telling, like four-footers. It's just picking up speed across the lake. Yeah. Somewhat decent. Saturday is going to be probably glass out of the river. Um, you might have just a little chop, nothing crazy. And then obviously another west-northwest. At least it's consistent north-northwest. Here's the thing. Guys are going to run across in that. Like I know Douglas and I've heard fighters say that like they've gone they've idled like twenty miles an hour across Erie to get to stuff before in big waves because it's that good. I mean, if, if if they're willing to do that, dude, I don't doubt. I would be bold and, and give it. I would say ninety eight if you're gonna play it safe. Ninety six. See, and I was gonna go. I I think we're gonna see the first century mark because of mm -hmm. Ontario. I, th I think we will see like 102. I'd say 95, 96 is definitely a safe bet. I'm going to go 102. Because I think uh, solely because I think the Johnstons are going to catch 25 pounds a day. And if they don't one day and they catch like 22, Chris has shown he can catch 27 plus. Yeah. It has the capability for 30 if, if the fish are there. Yeah, which is just wild to even talk about, like, Smalley's, like, like at the St. Lawrence, like, on the river, you're, like, man, a really, like, one of the biggest days I think we've seen out there, like, I remember Matt Lee brought in, like, 27 or something mm -hmm. that one year. I think, right? Am I remembering that right? He brought in a mega bag. But, like. Normally at the St. Lawrence, it's like you hit 24, 25, like that's a big bag. Is Jordan Lee married. <laughs> How tall is Jordan Lee? Everything about Jordan <laughs> Lee when you're looking up Matt Lee. <laughs> but, uh, love Matt Lee. <laughs> these are funny. I want to keep this up and read these. Um, no, I won't say. But I'm, 
it was a big bag, but I like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 102. Okay, you go. You're gonna go 102. You're gonna go bold. I'm going bold. I think they're gonna smash. I'm gonna reserve. I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna go 97. And for the record, I think I've always guessed high on weight. Really? I think I've always guessed high. To be that way? Yep, always. I want it to be a slugfest. But I, I legitimately believe it's going to be over 100 pounds. And if it's not, it's going to be really close. It's just going to be crazy because you're going to be looking at guys at the end of the day. Like, the weights are going to be so tight, I think, at the end. Like, you know, you're going to have those guys up there at the end. And the weights are going to be so tight. And you're going to have guys who catch a 6-plus, maybe even a 7-plus, that's like a kicker that gets them back into it. And there's going to be guys just praying they can call a four and three quarter, which is going to be nuts. It's a special body of water. That is for damn sure. I, I, I firmly believe that Ontario has bigger smallmouth than Erie. I don't think it doesn't have the numbers. I don't think you can compare numbers wise to Erie. I could be wrong. I don't know Ontario that well, but from what I've heard from people who do know it well, that is seems to be the theme, but yeah, I th- every person I've ever heard talk about that area is that Ontario has the biggest smallmouth in the world. Yeah, I think the guys that you're going to see do be successful within that, let's say top forty, top fifty, uh, you're going to find the common trend is just going to be they barely fish during practice. They probably didn't even have a rod on deck. They're just staying um, looking at the graphs all day long. Yeah. Well, the good thing about smallies is you can see them. Yeah. Well, and, like, what's going to be really interesting is because, like, with that cold water in, like, Ontario and stuff, like, are your fish done spawning? They should be done. You might find – I mean, don't quote me, but I've been told that um, they will – you'll find late spawners up until late July. And that is what I have heard as well. In the river. Yeah, in the river. So, like, think of the lake. Yeah. You could have a guy that gets out there and is like, holy smokes, I have 10 fish on beds right now. Mm-hmm. And they are all very large. And, and if you have smallies on beds, you are guaranteed to weigh them in. <laughs> <laughs> you so will stupid. catch them. <laughs> yeah, you're going to catch them. Yeah. I, I remember hearing um, from the, the Douglas tournament, someone had mentioned, uh, pretty much said, you know, if you went into Canada on the Douglas or on the Ontario shoreline in Canada, there's just 30 pounds swimming around, just ready to make bed, which was I thought was insane. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, and that's like what was crazy last year when they were at on or at the St. Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. All those guys are out deep making drifts. Doing the drifts, throwing the net rigs, throwing the swim baits, you know, drop shot, that type of stuff out in 30, 40, 50 feet. Chris Johnston was in five feet or less throwing a hair jig at fish he could see all day. That's <laughs> all he did. So, like, just that knowledge of, like, that is swinging. Yeah. Straight sight fishing for giants. That's it. And that is nuts. And so you think of that and think like, oh, yeah, he's just going to go like northwest wind, whatever. He'll run to the northwest side of Ontario where he can see. Like, (laughs) That's a long freaking run. How far is it? 100 miles? 
man, I don't know. I'm just saying if if they can go to Canada. I don't know if they can go to Canada. I believe they can. I believe the whole lake is open. How far is like east and to west? 193 miles long lies nearly east to west. And its greatest width is 53 miles, which I'm assuming is from north to south its width. Yeah. So you can get to the north side. Man, it's going to be crazy to watch the time management of this event. Mm -hmm. Because they can go so far. And, like, for practice, just think of that. Like, guys can't drive into Canada. If they can fish Canada, right? Guys can't drive over to Canada to launch their boat. They're going to launch their boat at, like, 4 a.m. to drive an hour for sunrise and look for fish. Like, it's just the whole thought process behind it, I think, is just mind-blowing. It's going to be so cool to watch. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going to be super cool. And then it, yeah. we can talk about Champlain if you want to, too, because Champlain yeah. is going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, my last question, that you mentioned driving to a certain launch. Are they are they allowed to launch wherever they want now with the, with the COVID? Or are they uh, well, yeah, I, when we were down at Ufala, like, you could, you can launch at whatever public launch you want in practice. Oh, practice. Yeah, yeah, Derby Day, y'all launch at the same launch. But, like, I'm saying in practice, like, most guys, like, on Ufala, guys will trailer down to – well, Ufala wasn't that big. Or, well, it was big, but, like – I get what you mean. Yeah, like, you could run, you know, 35, 40 minutes and get to the south end. Yeah. But, like, when you're on Kentucky or whatever, like, guys will just drive. So they don't burn, you know, hundred dollars in boat gas. Yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about they're pulling like an MLF style, you know, go to whatever ramp you want. No, to no, 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 no. No, but just That's thinking of that for practice, like if yeah. they can go to Canada or just go into the lake in in general, dude. Like they can go so far now that they open that up. Yeah. There's literally going to be guys stretched for like. 200 miles because you're gonna have guys run all the way up to the river up to waddington probably yeah and then you're gonna have guys run all the way down in ontario gas up like polonic did and keep going like my last question with for your opinion here do you see hunter shryock go for largemouth every single day <laughs> i don't know is there good I, he brought in like 23, 24 pounds of largemouth. To get a check? I, well, here's the thing. Yeah. What do you think the cut's going to be since Ontario's open? Because last year we saw like the last two times they've been there to get the cut, you've needed like 19 pounds a day. So what's that going to be on Ontario? Are you going to need like 21, 22 pounds a day to make the cut? Given, man, I don't. Like, are there that many big fish? <laughs> I don't know if there's that many areas that can hold fish. I could be completely wrong here because I've never fished up there. But I think it could. I think you very well could find that you need 22 pounds. You know? Just because everything I've heard from people when they go to Ontario is just like, if you don't catch 25 pounds, it's not a good day. 
That's the general theme of the Great Lakes when it comes to smallmouth, yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. But this is also, it's starting to get in that time where fish are getting a little finicky. Obviously, it's a little bit different up there, but at least down here in Erie, fish are starting to kind of enter that summer pattern. Well, is it uh, is it because I feel like Erie's gotten more pressured this year because they've had a couple more events out of there since they had to move stuff. Yeah, but always hate also, pressure. Yeah, that was also Sandusky. I mean, I, I wanted them to do like a would have been cool if they did one out of Buffalo, just because Buffalo seems to get some pretty dang good fishing, some damn damn giants. But because they also have the river there, and the river fish are pretty cool. But, gotcha. I don't know. That's a whole different conversation. But I, I think. Yeah, I just think like with Great Lakes, smallies obviously spawn so much longer that like I think post spawn gets a really bad rap because of largemouth. Largemouth post spawns suck. Yeah. Post spawn smallies are a blast. Like you throw a hair jig. It's what you do. You throw hair, you throw hair, you throw hair, and you catch them. So like as long as they're still in that kind of shallow area, but like, I don't also don't know Ontario. Like I'm assuming there's offshore rock since it's a great lake. And if there's offshore rock for them to get on, it's like, I mean, it's going to be wild because then that's where your fighter and your Polinic and like, that's where those guys are going to go ham. Cause Seth won't even fish. Seth's just going to scan. That's what it is. So, Pretty much what it is, it's offshore rock. There's sand flats that they'll sit in. They'll sit in the grooves. Yep. Uh, yeah, the is, trenches. Because it's hard to, depending on how deep you are with those sand flats, you won't see, you won't graph those fish unless you see them on 2D. Like side 360, you won't see them. Um, it's kind of an interesting concept there. Um, yeah, it's like the grooves. And um, I was in Sturgeon Bay earlier this year, and it's the same thing. Like yeah. you go by some of the infamous areas where like the seven, eight pounders are caught and like they sit in little grooves and you swear yeah. you can see everything. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden you're reeling a hair jig in and you just see a blob come out of one of the grooves and you're like, where did you come from? Exactly. And that's, that's what will be cool. Especially for the guys who aren't smally guys who haven't fished like Sturgeon Bay or a great lake, like who don't get that, those sand ridges and stuff, they're going to miss out on a lot of fish and a lot of big fish. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of big smallies like to stay shallow. That's my yeah. personal opinion, but yeah, it's, I think unless you're, you're in tune with your electronics, you know, to look for them on 2d rather than your side, like you're, they might just see that, that sand and think nothing. They think, oh, okay, it's a wasteland. There's nothing here, but there's that. And then there's also in my mind, I don't know if this is a hundred percent, but with how many barges go through that lake, what what kind of deposits are they going to leave behind that fish could stack up on? Which yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, to go back to that question earlier, if Hunter Shryock cast a track, he got 14th, and he brought in largemouth, all largemouth one of the days. Okay. So, if that says not I think largemouth, I mean, could be a resort. for people. I don't think it, people are going to target him. I'm just so, worried now that since he did it last year, more of those southern guys are going to go do it. Because there's not a lot of largemouth water. I could see like a, a Bill Owen. <laughs> yeah. It's 11th. I didn't even realize he was up there. But yeah, Lake Champlain. What you got? What's, what's your theory? Seth Fighter. 
<laughs> yeah. Riding the Minnesota train. Well, it's Minnetonka 2.0. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, well, and Austin Felix, Minnesota train again. But, like, those guys have crazy records on that lake. They've done very well every time they've been there. One well, fighter should have won the last time they were there. You'll see all the highlights. Like if if you don't remember, I do because I was watching and like it got hyped that Seth was winning. Like final day, Seth was in the lead going in. Uh, I don't know if he was in the lead going into the final day, but he was right there. And at like noon, he caught like a six pounder, friggin' giant on Champlain. Mm-hmm. and that put him at, like, 20. And it basically he was up by, like, two pounds on everyone. And for the next three hours on live, it was fighter finally is going to win. Like, this is his coming out, you know, finally coming out party, blue trophy, whatever. And yeah. then Aaron Martins came in with, like, 24 pounds <laughs> from, like, 13th yeah. and won it. And, yeah. like, I know, like, that <laughs> bothers Seth a lot. Like, I haven't talked to him about it personally, but, like, I know if I was in that position and, like, other people have said, like, that hurts to, like, think, like, you got it. You got all the cameras on you. You're in your head, like, I got this. And it just swept away. And Seth's done really well there because it's just flipping. It just flips. Yeah. And I can't imagine him coming home and everybody that sees him is like, oh, man, so close. And he keeps hearing it over and over. Yeah. Oh, dang. Aaron Martins, man. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. You got hog snatched. I mean, if you're looking at if it's if it's going to be at shallow fishery that plays the way it does again. I mean, Bill Owen, Hunter Shryock. um, I mean, you got a lot of these southern guys that all flip grass and that will head down to tight. Yeah. They'll be good. Well, the Ticonderoga run, that's always the fun topic of who's going to beat the shit out of their boat. Weather, yeah. And that's one thing is, if I remember right, Seth doesn't run south. He's got some juice somewhere else. That uh, That's where, like, Seth is so good, like, on Minnetonka is there is – and, like, you see it on – you saw it on Cayuga last year. There is endless grass, right? Mm -hmm. Seth is so good at figuring out these small like 50 yard areas where he can flip and just catch them. And that's Seth's game. Like he's an unbelievable smallmouth fisherman, but like he'll say it forever. He, he loves flipping milfoil. That's what he was born and raised doing milf life. He loves it. I love the, the Zona show with him and they were, <laughs> they were flipping frogs. I think. I yeah. Think that one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and uh, Austin Felix has done really well there. He'll be a really good one. There will be a lot of guys that will probably be up there and can be picked. Paul Mueller, probably a really good pick up there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of others, but I just know that that northern swing, I'm really sad Cayuga got lost because, like, I saw Cayuga, St. Lawrence, Champlain, and I was like, Minnesota boys, like, they're going to represent. Yeah. You were looking at AOI potential. It would have been a lot of fun. And honestly, that it's uh, the weather here set up perfect for it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been an absolute slugfest, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, it, the, in re- the recent tournament there, it took 25 pounds to win. So, yeah. I think it would have been a lot of fun. 
<laughs> we'll leave it at that because it's it already stings. Yeah, that but, stinks. But yeah. they'll go back. Yeah. So Champlain's going to be pretty. There, there's nothing too crazy to debate about Champlain, honestly. But, no, it's yeah. just that's where you look at guys who've done well there historically, mm-hmm. and they tend to do well there all the time. Yep. And that's where it comes down to. That's why I said I was like, Fighter and Felix have phenomenal track records there. Yeah, 100%. Because it's literally Tonka 2.0. Yeah. I can't wait. I just need to watch some fishing. But... Yeah, dude, I'm really excited. When does St. Lawrence kick off then? I think it's Thursday, is it not? Is it on Thursday? I believe so. Let's, let's I don't remember exactly. I've just been focused on. I think it's always a Thursday to Sunday. Well, no, the New York swing got all screwed up because they had like three events stacked on each other. I remember looking at it because I might have had to go film, and I was like, there's a Monday to Thursday event in here. Let's look. Tournament information. July 23rd to 26th. That is Thursday to Sunday. So let's see. What about Champlain then? Champlain will be different then. Champlain will be like a Friday to Monday. I need to figure out a way for my camera to not shake when I do all this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Tournament info. July 30th to August 2nd. So Uh, Thursday to Sunday. Oh, wow. They're doing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Wow. Never mind. I was wrong. January 1st. So maybe, maybe I don't know if they changed it with, uh, maybe they kept it the same. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they changed. We'll wait for that new article to come out prior to that tournament. I think it will be all right. Yeah. But either way, they're both going to be exciting. A lot of fish catches. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's live again. The Ufala event was so fun to follow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, ESPN. I, I'm hoping there. they get ESPN coverage again. I, think I don't know if they out. will. I believe they're getting 36 hours or something like that. Oh, really? I was listening to Bass Talk Live, and it was confirmed that they're getting ESPN too. Really? I got yeah. a text Ronnie. I didn't know that. Yeah. I believe that's confirmed on BTL. But I'm texting Ronnie. Ronnie would know a lot more than Yeah. So don't quote me, but. Yeah, that's the the watching the elite series has been part of my. Uh, I have a, I had a tournament this weekend, uh, a Douglas tournament, the Big Money Opens on Oneida, but we had over forty people signed up from out of state, so they, they had uh, with our whole thing going on in New York. Yeah, it because of all the litigations, and it's not a professional tournament, so we, they had to cancel it. So I was like, well, my weekend's free now, but the BFL on Cayuga. But I can't imagine that's not getting a lot of out-of-staters too. But I was looking at it, I was like, do I sign up as a co, pay late fee, do that? But I'm also like, but then I have to go out and practice just to get patterns right. Uh, and I was like, but that takes out of time. I can watch Bass live. So it's like it's a whole debacle I'm going through right now. But I don't know. I might hop in late. We'll see what happens. I don't know if it, I don't even know if it's too late. You ever done a BFL before? I have not. I just I haven't perked my interest. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to figure that out here, but uh, I'm not going to keep you any longer. We've, I've taken up uh, 15 minutes of your time. 
So uh, I just want to say thanks for coming back on, dude, and we're talking about this. I'm excited to get freaking – I'm excited for Thursday. I just want to watch already. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm texting Ronnie right now. Oh, you're good. You're good. Are you, you're getting the official scoop for us. Yeah. But a good oh, yeah, you know Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie's been on the show. Twice. But uh, Yeah, he I texted. He's like, what podcast are you on? And I was like, Serious Angler. He was like, oh, yeah, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Tell him I said hello. Yeah, just a sec. Sorry to all the listeners. We're waiting for text response. On. <laughs> this is all Ronnie's fault. Yeah. He doesn't text yeah. fast enough. No, he's he's probably playing COD right now. He's probably waiting for me, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, why are you late? I got all my rods rigged. I'm good to go for the morning. I'm waiting for a huge thunderstorm to hit. I wasn't going to leave my boat in my driveway. I was like, all right, everything's ready. I can just rip it out in the morning. I don't yeah. have to, like, put my poles down in the morning and do that whole fiasco. And then I looked at the radar, and I was like, just kidding. We're going to get crushed. <laughs> no, thank you. Does, does, do the thunderstorms affect the Minnesota fish like they affect the New York fish where it's literally like if you get an overnight thunderstorm where there's zero top wire the next day and pretty much you're just you can't even you won't they won't even bite flipping you're throwing a wacky rig or a soft like a, a weightless soft plastic all day long yeah um basically yes it's happening yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'm actually allowed to say so okay. that's uh, yeah because he's like, I'm not sure if it's come out yet or what the formal announcement is, so I'm not going to say anything that was texted. But there is – it sounds like it, it'll be happening for the St. Lawrence. It'll be on uh, TV in one shape or form. Yeah, either watch it on you know Bassmaster. It might be on ESPN2 again. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it sounds like it will be. It sounds like they liked it a lot. That's basically what I heard. So. Uh, it should be a fun end of the month for Bassmaster and bass fishing in general. There was a lot. That was one thing Ronnie and I did talk about. I don't know if you've talked to him since that you follow that, but uh, there was a lot of positive reaction, like on Twitter and like viewership, like their viewership. I think I can't remember what the hours were, so I don't want to say it wrong, but like the viewership was, I want to say like 10 times what they normally get online for their bass live, maybe more. Like I don't remember exactly. So don't quote me there, but like they got a ton of new viewership. And if I remember right, Ronnie had said almost every viewer watched like the average view duration for was an hour. So like people weren't tuning in and like getting out, they were like watching. And there was a lot of people like tweeting, like there's no sports on, but I'm watching bass fishing on live, I guess. And Ronnie was, like, interacting with them because, like, that's what Ronnie does. Yeah. And uh, it was super funny to watch because, like, by, like, when we hit day three and day four, like, people were, like, into it. And, like, when Buddy Gross made the comeback, like, there were people who are not bass fishing fans going, like, this is outrageous. Is anybody watching this? This guy just caught another seven-pounder. I don't even know what that means. He just made the comeback. He's in the lead. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, dude. And Mike Golick talked about it on like his uh, his morning ESPN show. Like his like they talked about their winners of the week, and he was like, "Yeah, my winner is like Buddy Gross." And they're like, "Oh, was that that bass fishing on this weekend?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, he caught a monster bag, one hundred grand." Like it's like it was pretty sweet. Like I hope he literally was like loved it. It was awesome. It was super cool to see like 
I hope it's on again. And like, I want to see Scott Van Pelt talk about it, like see a top 10 moment from there. And hopefully, you know, it would just be so cool if like BP and fighter kill it at the St. Lawrence and it's on ESPN again, because like those two guys on camera on ESPN would, I mean, that's like, you talk about the best people to have out there. And like Zaldane too, Zaldane was phenomenal when he was out there. Like, he knew exactly who he was talking to, and I thought that was so cool and so important. Mm-hmm. Was like literally that first day, he went through like so much basic stuff of like, this is a five fish tournament, so like I have five now. I'm calling, and then like it hit him, and he was like, "Wait!" He literally looks at the camera and he goes, "You probably don't know what calling is." So like, this is my small one. This is the one I caught. So like, I replace and like explain stuff like that. And like how he was fishing, what he was doing, yeah. and it was really cool to watch. And he he did a really good job of like going from knowing he's talking to only bass fishing fans to being like, I don't know if there's a ton of new people watching, but if there is, I'm gonna make sure that they're not like alienated right now. Yeah, they don't feel so confused that they just turn it off. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, fighters on again, just because every time he's on live, something wild happens. Yeah. That swim jig fish was pretty sweet. No, the spinnerbait one. Was it a spinnerbait? Oh, no, the swim jig one, he caught shallow. I just think of the spinnerbait one. He lost one out deep in the morning. Oh, right, right, right. And I remember him reeling it. Like, he casted it, and then it hit on the fall, and he, like, set the hook, and he did his normal, you know, big it. Like, that, (laughs) you know, yeah, big (laughs) it, dude, big it. Like, he always says that. And then um, it, like, jumps, and he's, like, oh, real big and real big and real big and And he's, like, going, I don't know how it's hooked. And it jumps again. And the spinnerbait, like, like it was scripted, flies back at the boat, and he, like, catches it with his hand and just looks at the camera and just goes, well, that sucks. And that's it. That's all he says. <laughs> it was just beautiful. It was so funny. I mean, it sucks. Like, it really sucks. He lost, like, a six, seven-pounder. Yeah. But, uh. It was just the reaction was just hilarious. Just the turnaround yeah. and just, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I can't wait. I, I love watching freaking Bass Live. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun to watch for sure. Yeah, it's I was good that we're kind of back. At least our sport can kind of function. It's been yeah. weird for the last month trying to figure out New York, but. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have scheduled like a, you know, different swing this point of year. But, hey, if it happens, it's going to be – well, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's going to be lights out. It's like New York always is. They always shows out. It's always so much fun to watch, and mm-hmm. I'm jacked to watch it. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. But, yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. I mean, it's hour and 20 minutes. I know you got you to gotta hit the hay, dude. You got a big day tomorrow. Yep, yeah, I got another full day of pre-fishing. My knees hurt, first day back on Tonka, getting used to the boat wakes, using a lot of muscles I'm not used to using. <laughs> well, good so, luck. I wish you the best. And let, Yeah, let me know how this week goes and how that uh, tournament shapes out for you. Yeah, for sure, man. You'll have, Once your craziness is over, we'll, uh, we'll get the IV in your system so you can – you know, once all this madness is over. I don't know if it'll ever end, so I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll try our best to get you rejuvenated. We'll get you back on for a recap. Yeah, yeah. But, all right, man. I'm going to remove you from uh, this stream here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace out, man. See you later.
All right, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast uh, with Adam there. I'm just realizing though, this is a, with this new Streamyard thing I'm, I'm using. I'm, I'm, let me know if you guys like this, like this more, especially if you're watching from YouTube. Uh, I like this more because it kind of it's a better angle with the camera, uh, and by that I mean that's also a lot better resolution. Where Skype kind of pixelates me, which is weird. But right here, I don't have another hat. I didn't realize that would be full screen. But uh, hope you guys enjoyed that with Adam. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff about his media, how that's been going, and then we talked about you know Tourney Tuesdays that he does with Sobi, and then we obviously we went in depth with Bassmaster Elites. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, I like to use the Streamyard back to this real quick. Um, because I can do the, the share screen and I can go into different things with you guys. So that's what I really love about it. So, um, let me know what you guys think about it. Um, I really like it. So I think I'm going to get the full version here and we're going to probably continue with StreamYard instead of Skype. Um, I think that's the way to go because I think it gives you guys a better experience and it's a lot easier for me. So I think it just makes sense here. Um, but that being said, um, shout out to Douglas Outdoors again, uh, for their support. Also, again, like I mentioned in the introduction, huge shout out to Queen Tackle. Uh, again, if you want to get some, some really nice and premium tungsten jigs, tungsten weights, uh, some of the switchblades, you can use uh, the code SeriousAngler20, which I'll link down below in the description. Get yourself uh, from their, some, some nice stuff from their website, uh, which I showed in the share screen in the introduction. But uh, that's, that's going to do it for today. Um, pretty exciting new new list of guests that are be coming on. So stay tuned for the show. Uh, I'm getting used to this whole new broadcast here, so stick with me. And uh, if you guys have any comments, any feedback, please leave it down in the comments. Um, would really appreciate it. And lastly, I know I'm spitting a lot of stuff at you guys. Um, let me know if you guys want to see any more live streams. It seems like we got some pretty good feedback on that. We had over 70 people tune in for the live stream. Uh, that we did for episode 100. So if you guys want to see more of those, let me know, and we can we can probably schedule one a week. I think we can do for that. So let me know what you guys want to do there. Um, I definitely had a lot of fun. So without that, without further ado, before I keep uh, rambling here, we're gonna we're gonna sign off. So thank you guys again for watching and listening. And we'll see you guys next time.